Boss. My name is Laird. I'm Rafi. And this is the What We Dig podcast. So it talks to you about Toronto, the delicious things in this city, pop culture, and just good things in life. So a brief warning, this episode is going to be heavily Drake-themed. That Scorpion. Is- <laughs> Scorpion. <laughs> and it's not on purpose. It's just there's a lot of overlap to some of the, the topics we're talking about. But I'm going to jump into the most direct one at first. Um, Scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> June 2018. <laughs> Six God. Um, uh, you need one of those uh, horns going on the background. <laughs> Post edit. Um, anyways, uh, he uh, there. Uh, there's a restaurant named Frings, which was partially owned by uh, Drake and, and Susha Lee, that is closing very soon. And it was a bit sad for us because this was one of the places that we really wanted to try to visit. It's uh, it's you know, it's 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 a place that. Drake owns, and Drake is a huge ambassador of Toronto. We we never thought we'd meet him out of the situation or anything like that, but just to have sampled or to have shown uh, the restaurant and the experience of the restaurant would have been really cool to do, but unfortunately the timing uh, did not work out for us. It's uh, it's too bad, too, because we just started entering some fine dining gigs. Yeah. We're doing yeah. you know, we are a lot of uh, the places that we've been recommending. Way, it's, 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 it's what, what do they say? It's like 90 to 95% of restaurants fail. Uh, yeah. And, and he's opening another one? He is, so. yeah. Yeah. So there must have been some other things. I've heard mixed reviews about the place anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it was his first attempt. Maybe it was the first attempt, you know, try it out next time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hopefully it's uh, it's something that does get a little bit better. But uh, Even, You know the dive, uh, Diners Drive-In and Dive yeah. guy, the Triple D guy? Yeah. He had a burger joint in New York, I think. Oh, yeah. That closed down. Guy Fieri? Guy Fieri. Guy yeah, Fieri. Yeah, yeah, Guy yeah, Fieri yeah. had his own... Uh, Burger joint. That's interesting. And in New York, and that closed down as well. Or it was uh, somewhere, but his his joint. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that goes so, that goes to show that you know celebrity yeah. isn't the, the only, only factor in, in a restaurant, right? So. Guess what's still going though? What's that? Wahlburgers. Yeah, I know. Wahlburgers is going are, strong. Yeah, man. There's one here. Yeah. I still haven't tried them. Have you had them? Nope. No <laughs> pain, no gain, though. <laughs> nope. Nope. But uh, they're still around. I yeah. know they're still. Obviously, people are still. I do hear really good things about them from a few folks. Like yeah. I have a couple of burgers that are there are really well known. Mm. But uh, I, I don't know if Wahlburgers really. I, I guess there's a level of celebrity. I mean, you have uh, obviously Mark Wahlberg and Donnie Wahlberg. Uh, well, one of them is not really, and they had their own show, I think, for a while too. Yeah. So. Uh, I guess you'd call that celebrity, but I, I'd really only categorize Donnie and Mark, Mark as, yeah. as the actual two celebrities. The real Wahlberg. Exactly. Well, no, the, the other brothers involved, but they're the real celebrities, yeah. right? Like if you're going there for, yeah. for well, I want to eat in a celebrity place. Yeah. So anyway, celebrity is not the only factor with a restaurant. I do wonder what played a role. It might have been food quality. It might have been a lot of different things within there. No, we can't speculate. Yeah, that's It could have just been, you know, it could have been actually a one-year deal. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, or it could have been contract, or yeah. you know, who knows? Again, it's a lot of speculation. But it is, it is a little bit, a little bit sad to see that go. But I mean, with that, there's a rebirth of another of Pick Six. So yeah. you know, and Pick Six is uh, to me speaks a little bit more to the Drake brand and yeah. to Toronto's brand, and that Toronto's referred to as the Six. Yeah. So you know, maybe it's you know, a blessing in disguise. Yeah. But we'll have to give that a shot. We'll have to have to try it out and see yeah. if it's uh, if it. Yeah. <laughs> listen to me. I'm I was stuck up by sound. If it's what we dig worthy. Yeah. Well. <laughs> hey, it's true. Not everything makes it to what we did. That's true. No, yeah. I mean, we, we are really select. Yeah. But a big part of why we do what we do is because of, of integrity, and yeah. we want to make sure that there's there's integrity behind yeah, it. Yeah, we don't go to DQ, for example. 
<laughs> we don't. We just well, we just, we go. We just don't put it on our show. Well, I don't go. Yeah, yeah. Rafi doesn't go. I never go. Yes, that's DQ. true. That's true. That's a very good point. <laughs> Someone wanted to. Let's say if you and I were in your car and you wanted DQ because you're my friend. Yes. I'd drive you to DQ. You wouldn't go inside. Though. I wouldn't go inside. <laughs> and I would actually won't stop. I'd expect you to open the door and jump out <laughs> while the car's moving. While the car's I, I, moving. I don't really want to be seen parked in front of a, a DQ. Wow, that's funny. That's how DQ averse <laughs> Rafi is. Is that yeah? I don't even want to be seen with it. It's it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's an embarrassment. Um, but anyways, it's kind of funny. There's uh, one of my favorite things recently too. I'm gonna, this is a little bit off topic because uh, I do want to go to to the next topic. But um, there's uh, there's a really it's, it's a funny show. It's a bit vulgar, but there's uh, there's a show called Big Mouth that's on Netflix. Okay. And there's a character um, that's played in the show, and one of the guys that's like half of the voices. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what his name is. It's animated. Uh, yeah, it's an animated show. Oh, okay. uh, it's like it's about um, adolescence, but it's really over the top vulgar, yeah. like with adolescence. Yeah. Um, but there's a there's there's a character who's a coach mm-hmm. who's from New York who mm-hmm. has like, like the most hilarious voice. Okay. And he talks about having to go to the bathroom, and he just makes it in time to the bathroom. Okay. And he refers to his right at the buzzer. Yeah. Right? And I've been loving that line lately. I don't know why. It's yeah. like every time I, I make somewhere on time, I, I hear that voice going, yeah, "You right made it right at the buzzer." <laughs> and so anyway. Anyways, you might hear that in the show in the near future as yeah. well. Uh, but rings closed, but right at the buzzer, pick six opens. Yeah. So that's that's good times. Yeah. Second thing I want to talk about, which I think we have a difference of opinion on, um, because I think you were in a different space, but uh, the enjoyment that I had of Deadpool 2, yeah. speaking of vulgar things. Yeah, super vulgar. Um, yeah, over, over the top vulgar. Yeah. Uh, definitely, I, I recommend it, but if you can't handle that kind of vulgarity and yeah. stuff like that, it's uh, a lot of swearing, lots of violence, lots of like basically, about as bad as it gets, deserves its R rating. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and By the way, spoiler alert, we're going to talk spoilers. You're going to so, talk spoilers? Yeah, okay. So, it's, it's, so, it's big enough that some people may have seen it, maybe not everybody has seen it, but I don't mind talking a couple yeah, of spoilers. Yeah, by the time we, we release this, it's going to be a couple weeks. That's true, yeah. that's true. Yeah, you yeah. will have had an opportunity yeah. to to have yeah. uh, uh, to have at least I, had a I, chance to see I it. I enjoyed the movie, I just felt it was a little too long, and a lot of, it used a lot of the same things from the last movie. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and third, maybe, there was just a bit too much Ryan Reynolds. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's a tough call, because if I go to see a Wolverine movie, mm-hmm. am I going to say, you know, there was too much Hugh Jackman? No, but, it, no, but, but Wolverine doesn't really, you don't really see, Wolverine does mask up, but not often. Yes, yeah, You yeah. kind of expect that, if, if, you, if, if Wolverine had shaved off everything, that would be Hugh Jackman. Yeah. But he's actually in character, you know? Okay, so, so you're, you're saying, like, it's it's the actual Ryan Reynolds versus Deadpool? Yeah, the I, Deadpool mask, because you'd make faces. Yeah. So, that or uh, yes, yeah. and th- those faces were hilarious. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah Whereas yeah. In the second movie, which which was in the first movie, but in the second movie, it was more just Ryan Reynolds. It was, it was like, dialogue driven. Yeah. It was a lot more dialogue driven. Yeah, which I is mean, fine, by the way. But I, so I, I I would say yeah, it's it's I, I don't I don't have to disagree. Sorry, I don't have to agree with what you said, but uh, I I, Maybe I can I'm understand it. Picking at it a little, it was a good movie. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying it was garbage. No, 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 no. I, no. I don't think you're totally cutting it down. But you were just saying that there's a bit more. But I don't know. He's the he's the main character. He's one of the drivers. He's what made the first one so good. That's true, right? So I mean, uh, more of more of him uh, is is not necessarily a bad thing. I can understand seeing too much of it, but uh, yes, there was a lot of one-liners, a lot of like those kind of things that were in it. Uh, but the difference, I think, is that I think you caught a lot of the references, mm-hmm. but the amount of references that I caught. Yeah. 
made that, that almost invisible to me yeah. because of the amount of things that he was referencing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I get that. I get that. That's, yeah. that's hilarious. Um, but my favorite thing about it that I don't really think has really been done uh, and, and where I feel like it was a bit of a trailblazer, I'm, I'm sure it's probably been done somewhere, but not on such a large scale, is the red herring. And uh, what I mean by the red herring is that all the publicity, all the promotion, all the interviews, everything that led up to its release were there for, to misguide you, to misdirect you. Mm. So again, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but uh, actually it's a pretty huge spoiler. But there's some characters in the movie that were really featured a lot in the previews, mm. and they basically get wiped out almost right away, yeah. right, um, without any time. So imagine I spend a lot of money, yeah. I even shoot extra scenes that make it look like people have, Im you know, important roles in a film, yeah. and then they're completely dispatched within the first, you know, X amount of time. I wonder if that was a, that was a mock, mock, they mocked uh, Suicide Squad a little bit about that. Yeah. yeah. Because because uh, in Suicide Squad they do did that a lot. Yeah, well, I mean they 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 did they definitely focused on all the characters mm -hmm. in the previews yeah. in the same way. Yeah. But the difference is they used all of the characters in Suicide Squad. Nobody did really gets. Did they really used Margaret Robbie and Will Smith and everyone else was sort of background. They really didn't get into them. Yeah, well, I mean they were there though. They they weren't they weren't killed. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You're right. That's right. Like they just didn't Except get the same amount of screen time. Indian. They're native Indian characters. Yeah, I don't remember the Aboriginal character. Yeah, yeah. He he showed up. There was two characters that showed up and they were killed immediately. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Um, but they weren't really marketed that no, much. No, right? no, no. So Anyways, but but what I'm trying to say is, it sounds like that. Anyway, yeah, yeah it, it, it was funny. It was I, funny. I, I think I agree with you though in yeah. that they created previews that looked kind yeah. of like Suicide Squad, yeah. where they showed the gamut of every <laughs> character. <laughs> but then they were like, yeah, um, it's almost like somebody took a piece of paper with all those characters and <laughs> crumpled it up, yeah, threw right. it over their shoulder. <laughs> And like, let's okay, move let's move on. <laughs> There's bigger and better things here. We're, we don't have time to develop all these people, so you know, just forget them, throw them on the shoulder. But I think that's the thing that I was most impressed with because I haven't really seen a film do it to that extent and to that uh, level of success. Yeah. Uh, and I, I thought it was actually going to perform a bit better. So I, I believe actually, I, I, um, I'll have to double check, but definitely the numbers weren't going to match up to Infinity War. No, uh, Infinity but it, War. It, it topped Infinity War over the weekend. Oh, oh, it's uh, it's sort of catching up with it. Like it, it, the, the not the not the cumulative amount. Yeah, yeah. But it beat out Infinity War over the weekend. So Infinity War was number one. Oh yeah, yeah. It took the number one spot in, in the box. Gotcha. Yeah. But in terms of opening over. weekend, if you were to compare no each way. one, like it wasn't even close. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought they were were thinking it was close. But regardless, I think Josh Brolin is uh, he's probably getting a, a check. Yeah, he's uh, a nice check. Uh, yeah. Probably a sweet check. Yeah, and uh, he's staying back. So exactly. I think yeah. Well, I, I, this is all leading into. To X Force, yeah. um, you know, which is going to be, I think, a, a franchise going forward. So, uh, very, very cool. Overall, recommend Deadpool two if you can handle really hardcore violence, a lot of swearing and uh, innuendo, whatever you want to call it. Uh, anyways, moving on to the to next topic, I want to talk about uh, a band and the reason why they come up. The band I've I've kind of recommended before, but this is uh, I find the popularity started to uh, to grow a little bit over the last little time. And forgive me if I'm mispronouncing it. It's a band called Kruang Kruangbin, uh, K H R U A N G B I N. They are a band from Texas, a three piece band from Texas. That uh, their their band title is actually Kruangbin is a 
Thai word. So some of their initial influences were more Thai oriented, but really what they're like is like a psych rock funky band. Uh, the the drums in it is kind of are kind of funky, but then what makes the music really moving and interesting as well is obviously they have a really good rhythm section with the with the, the drummer, but there's a guitar player that basically is, it's almost like they're soloing over it, but they're not soloing. It's it's literally like lyrical guitar playing that's over it so it's, it's melodic but it has a, a chorus it has a verse that it goes through and anyways the reason why they've come to come to mind too is because they just had a um uh, an album release uh, that was a couple months ago, actually, just the end, end of, I think, 2017. And they've actually continued to put out more music, which is quite interesting as well. Con Todo El Mundo? That's right. It's called Con Todo El Mundo. And the reason why it has that title is what Con Todo El Mundo means in Spanish is means with all the world. And where that comes from is the bass player. Uh, her grandfather used to ask, how much do you love me in Spanish? And the response was have to be con, con todo el mundo. The response would have to be? Yes. Oh. He, he would expect them to say, he would ask them That's to say, the with all... <laughs> take, it, take it easy there, Grandpa. Yeah. Um, all right, settle down, Grandpa. Look, we do love you, but we don't have well, to well, say with Well, it depends, though. Well, it depends. How much money is this guy leaving? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all about importance. Well, Rafi sounds like he's willing to, in previous podcasts, Rafi is willing to do more if there's enough benefit. Yeah, if there's a bag let's talk <laughs> we hit this if there's bag more than the world with all the universe yes uh i love you with all the universe so you know interstellar more than that <laughs> <laughs> we're taking that up a few notches exactly so <laughs> so anyways uh, contoro al mundo with all the world is where that title comes from and the cool thing is is that they were more thai influenced and when i say thai it still sounds like a, just a psych funk band but i think some of the uh, the lyrics and the melodies that they use may, may have been thai influenced in their previous album mm-hmm. uh which coincidentally actually i think is called uh, the universe smiles yep. on you um or upon you and uh, and so that one was a little more Thai influence, but this one is much a little more Mexican influence yeah. as well. So like you'll, you'll feel a little more of a Latin feel. But the reason why I want to talk about them because they're a great band, they are great live, and for a three-piece band they sound fantastic. But they were just featured on NPR on one of their Tiny Desk concerts and just destroy it, just do like just kill it. If you're a fan of Krangbin and you hear them uh, and you see them, you really get an essence of you know what makes them so great. Because it, it's the, the guitar player does it so effort, effortlessly, they sound so great. Uh, and uh, actually, sorry, just a small side note as well. They they kind of regret coming up with the name Kranglin. It's a Thai word uh, that uh, I think the the bassist was learning Thai at the time, uh, and they actually have said we kind of wish we didn't choose that name because it's so hard for difficult, yeah. so difficult for people to say. And again, I, I don't even know if I'm saying it right yet because um, I, I have I've only heard a couple of people give it a shot. But uh, but yeah, the tiny tiny desk concert was amazing. So if you have YouTube, NPR, check out the tiny tiny desk concert. The way I, and what I'd suggest with them is the type of band that they are to listen to is if you want to just like run a bath, light some candles, have some me time where you're relaxing, it's that kind of music. But it's one of those those types of music that has that kind of uh, 
that kind of vibe. And actually, my wife really enjoyed it because she was uh, hanging out, I think, just trying to take a nap one day, and I had the music playing in the background, and it was just good music for that too. So I wouldn't call it sleepy, mm-hmm. but it's 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 peaceful. They were in music. Uh, Toronto, uh, in April. Yes, they mm-hmm. they uh, they were actually they've come to Toronto twice. Right. Um, I haven't had a chance to see them twice, just a different time in my life. But I really wanted to see them. Yeah. But uh, anyways, the Tiny Desk concert. But another thing I want to mention, which is really cool about it. So one, they got great music. Two, they did a great t- Tiny Desk uh, concert performance recently but three their website is kind of nuts yep. their website is it's it's called like Airbin or Air Crane yeah, right yeah. Uh, and what you do on their website obviously it has their tour and a lot of that other information but they uh, you choose two airports and you choose the letters of two airports of where you're traveling mm-hmm. and it generates a Spotify playlist and it sends it to your Spotify to listen. And a lot of what they give you is kind of world music, Persian influence. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, like, it is. like world. Air Kerrang. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's really cool. It's called Air Kerrang. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had a chance to do it and I had a chance to listen to the playlist and it was awesome. It really like opened up my world to a different genre and a different type of music that clearly they've been influenced by. And the fact that they built it in their website, I mean, I haven't really seen that done in a, in a whole lot of websites, period. But to have, a, a Spotify playlist that's generated based on where you're traveling. And I don't know how much the variance really is from playlist to playlist, but still, like, just to have a band generate a playlist for you and send it to your Spotify so you're able to save it to your Spotify. Number one, that's cool for Spotify. I, I would love for a ton of bands to do that, show you all their influences or some of their influences and, and what they would recommend you to listen to. Mm-hmm. I think it's very, very, uh, very cool. So anyways, called Air Krang. The band is called Krangbin. Here is a, uh, a track from their newest album, uh, which is Con Todo El Mundo, which is with all the world in Spanish. And you know, if you want to pour yourself a tea, some chamomile, and sit on a couch, run yourself a bath for 10 minutes, or maybe two minutes, because I'm going to play for two minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, enjoy. Here's Krangbin. Hopefully you enjoyed that. That was pretty relaxing, relaxing for me, hopefully relaxing for you. And I want to talk about a, a great restaurant that's actually an icon. Yeah. I mean, the restaurant that we got to visit uh, for, for this podcast was K. 
Katz's Deli and Corned Beef Emporium, okay. um, which is not to get mixed up with the New York Katz's Deli. It's different than New York Katz's Deli. This is one that's in Toronto. It's on Dufferin. It's just by Yorkdale, and it has an iconic sign with a guy with a mustache mm-hmm. and uh, and like kind of a hunter's hat on. And I've driven past it so many times, gone to it a lot when I was in high school as well, but it's just one of those things. Like, you know the woman on the swing when you're on Eglinton that's mm-hmm. by that car dealership? Yeah. I feel like Katz's is, is that kind of iconic. Yeah. It doesn't change with the season, but just you it's not the same drive down Eglinton unless you see the, yeah, yeah. the lady on the swing or or if you see if you see Katz's Deli. Mm-hmm. A really big icon there. But a couple of fun facts before we jump in the episode. First, he went to the same high school as Drake. Remember right. I told you it was a Drake themed episode? Yeah. He went to the same high school as Drake. The owner or the owner right now. Okay. And, coinc- right now. and okay. coincidentally the owner's name is Aubrey, which is also Drake's name. Mm-hmm. And he said that they were the only two Aubreys in the whole school. Nice. Right? Which was which is why they kind of knew each other. They they weren't um, you know, super close or anything yeah. like that. But uh, but it was just kind of cool and mm-hmm. and um, that high school is actually in in the same area that I went to high school in. So I was really familiar with a lot of the same landmarks. I really feel like I... If you're from Toronto, everybody says you know Drake somehow. Yeah, I, I can't say that. Well, actually, yeah, I, I've, I've kind of had, in passing, a couple yeah. of acquaintance situations. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I agree with you. Yeah, it's, it's, I think there's a couple of, of situations yeah. that have that. Uh, but anyway, it's just kind of interesting that that's, that's for the owner. And a lot of celebrities, uh, you know, local celebrities and, and some uh, more acting-oriented celebrities have made their way through Katz's as well. Nice. And, and so, number one, it's an icon. Number one, it's uh, number two, it's a, uh, a, just a great location. It's got a patio uh, as well. But their their pastrami was was amazing. See, I actually say their their smoked meat is comparable, if not better, than Schwartz's in Montreal. Really, yeah. you you will be as bold yeah. to see to yeah. say it's comparable yeah. to Schwartz's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's better than Koplansky's. Uh, I think it's better than Koplansky's, but uh, uh, definitely uh, comparable to Schwartz's. Like if you wanted smoked meat, don't go all the way to Montreal. Just go to Katz's. That's true. I, I would actually agree with that. It's yeah. it's it's an alternative to if you're craving that, you yeah, yeah. save yourself the the commute there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the owner was super awesome. Actually, I think uh, two of the owners were there and, and talked. But we we particularly talked to uh, to Aubrey, and he was just an awesome guy. Their story is amazing of just a family that decided to start a like business thirty plus years or something. Yeah, and then but then even the level of integrity because. They used to order in their meat, and then that changed um, because they just got a bad shipment one day, and mm-hmm. and that triggered his father to become basically a connoisseur mm-hmm. and a, or, or like a master chef at corning beef and at smoking beef. That's well, that's why I'm saying it's comparable, if not better, than shorts. Exactly, like it's made in house. Yeah. Uh, they, a lot of their their meat is smoked in house, mm-hmm. uh, and. So you're not necessarily getting. I find that that's a challenge with some of the delis that are out there. I like this, a lot of delis in Toronto, but not too many of them have like that authenticity of meat. They'll have you know the big plastic covered meats that they use yeah. for the cold cut sandwiches, and that's cool. But yeah. you know it's been shipped in, um, yeah. and that's not something that's yeah. their their legacy. So again, like they're, I, I'd say that's one big word that Cats has is, is a legacy. Mm-hmm. And another kind of strange thing that we didn't really get to sh- to, to talk about or show in the video, just as kind of an, an extra fun fact before we jump into it, is. Uh, is they actually had meeting rooms at Katz's. So you could actually book, number one, a family dinner, but then they also had it set up to have a projector 
so that if you had a presentation, you could have a business meeting That's amazing. in there. So if you're looking for places to have business meetings yeah. as, a, as an independent business and have yeah. the catered catering come to you so you don't have to worry about cleanup. That's smart. It was really kind of cool, and there yeah. were people having meetings while we were there. Again, we weren't going to barge in and show them footage of people no, having no, meetings, but uh, but that was kind of another interesting That's thing. That's yeah. really smart. Yes. Because there's so much startup going on, and people have so much difficult. Yeah, it's hard to find space. You know there's an app that actually does that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that allows you to find locations that uh, you can book meetings in? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So you know how there's Airbnb? Yeah, yeah. There's, I forget the name of the app, but people rent out maybe their den or a a room in their apartment, and they'll say this. Uh, they'll have a desk and some maybe some sort of stuff going. They'll, they'll, it's a six people meeting. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. Uh, so so it's basically like in people's houses that allow yeah. you to host meetings. In people's houses or in locations, the office. Yeah, that's cool. If you're a small business but you have too much space already, you know, you can rent the other part out. What I do like about the, it being actually the, these are kind of similar situations of the, what you're <clears throat> describing. But what I liked about cats again is that whole cleanup thing. Yeah. Like you have it catered and cleanups that yeah. you can basically have your meeting, eat, yeah. and leave, and yeah. then you're done. Yeah. So if you are looking for that, that's kind of a cool, otherwise great place to kind of make your own. That, that hot and honey mustard, or the hot honey mustard was amazing. The pastrami sauce, and that's what you don't necessarily get with the smoked meat sandwich, which is why I prefer the pastrami, is because the pastrami comes with this pastrami sauce, mm-hmm. and then I just love pastrami, too, like yeah. it's warm pastrami. But um, all the meats are, are warm. You, I really recommend eating them you know, while you're there. Yes, you can do takeout, but, but they're, I find, fresher and, and often have more moisture when you yeah. eat them right away. So I would say just try to limit the amount of time between ordering and, and, uh, and eating it. But, man, such a good place. Just yeah. classic. It's a classic. Don't eat, don't eat in the food court in New Yorkdale. No. You can, you can just walk across the street yeah. to Cats. Probably cost you less money. Yeah. Or you can get one of their big meat plates and yeah. split it with somebody because yeah. that, was not, that was way too much for yeah. one person. I find that person on Tinder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Find which person on Tinder to eat your your, your meat plate? Yeah, with? yeah that that. What's <laughs> what you talk? Um, uh, yeah, no, I'm not here to meet for dating. I'm, I'm here to. I just want to share a, a plate of meat, and I can't eat all this, yeah. but I wanted to save the money. You might be misleading some people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A meat plate? <laughs> what does that even mean? Um, uh, yeah, my Tinder profile says loves meat plates. Oh wow! Uh, but uh, yes, that could be, be very misleading. Oh. But. <laughs> Um, but what, were you, what did you mean by tender? <laughs> what, what did I mean by tender? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, just, you know, if you're, you said you find somebody and you know, split the... Oh, you're yeah, saying yeah. it's a great tender location. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I I, I'd say it is. It's, yeah. it's, it could be pretty anonymous. Yeah. Like, if you want to go meet somebody there for, uh, for like, a sandwich. Meat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 as you're getting the meat the, out meat of you, yeah, you have a toothpick at the yeah. end of it. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's the most... Um, yeah. Can I say that? What was it? What do you call it? The seconds? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah, you get to eat seconds that are in your teeth. Yeah, that was yeah, from the, the barbecue right. place. That's anyways, cool. anyways, before we go too far down that road, here's our visit to Katz's Deli. It was fantastic. Thank you again to Aubrey uh, for letting us visit. Your food is fantastic. Keep the legacy going. And here's Katz's. So we have so many great places in Toronto, but a tradition is lasting. A legacy is permanent. But this place has a legacy of tradition. Today we're at the legendary Katz's Deli in Corned Beef Emporium. We'll be having the pastrami, the knish, and the kishka. I'm so excited. My name's Laird. And my name's Sim. And, and here's, here's what, what we dig.
at Katz's Deli, which is the corner of Dufferin and Bentworth. Now, Katz's has everything that you want from a deli. It has pastrami, it has smoked meat, it has knish, it has kishka. Katz's cafeteria style, so you grab a tray, get in line, they make it for you in front of you, and then you pay at the front, sit down, or take it home. Now, Katz's should not be mixed up with the New York Katz's. It's very different, but if you want to play out that scene from Harry Met Sally, you can if you want to. I'll have what she's having. So how did this place open? Um, this deli opened in 1970, where my great-grandmother wanted to come up with a concept of opening up a restaurant. She wanted to have a niche. Her niche was deli. She really wanted to open up something where people from all different walks of life could come to. It's not too expensive, um, but it's better than that of just a hamburger place. She wanted to be authentic. We originally started off by buying our own deli meats. We once got a shipment in, and my father, that was working at the time, said, what is this? And he called the supplier and said, what did you send me? And he goes, oh yeah, it's corned beef. It's what you ordered. And he goes, uh-huh, okay. Well, that was the end of that. So what he did was, he took a course out in Guelph, Ontario, for smoking and curing meats. Took the course, and when he came back from Guelph, he said, we're gonna make our own blend. He made our own blend, and the rest is history. We go through over 100,000 pounds of beef every year. It's been a staple to the community, and numbers don't lie. It's been around forever. I grew up as a teenager in this neighborhood and actually would make the trek from Yorkdale, come in, grab a sandwich, go back to Yorkdale, and finish my shopping. What can I say? I'm a sucker for warm smoked meat. And really, you can stack it high here, you can stack it low. The question is not if you should come here, because you should. The question is, where can I get one of those hats? All right, Aubrey, now it's time for the big reveal. What are we eating today? Today we are having a delicious plate of pastrami that is smoked perfectly and then steamed. And it comes sliced on a huge plate with a stack of fresh hearth rye bread on the side. And you can dress it up with our hot honey mustard. If you're feeling bold, you can have our famous pastrami sauce. And if you don't know about the pastrami sauce, you now do. It's semi-spicy, made out of pastrami peppercorns, baked, beautiful, delicious. So the pastrami, this is the first time I've ever had pastrami where I got a chance to construct it myself over here. And it was super fun. I got a chance to take the bread, chop it in half. You got the honey mustard on one side, the spicy honey mustard that is. And you have a pastrami sauce on the other side. When you take the first bite of it, like, oh my God, the bread, the pastrami. When your teeth just connect together, you're just like, this is so perfect. It was delicious. And it was juicy, it was salty. The rub on the outside was amazing. It's just a classic sandwich. What's that next delectable dish to be served? Well we've got a staple and any in any deli you got to have this staple and that's our beef knishes. Our knishes are made with a blend of our corned beef, our pastrami and our smoked meat all blended up into a hash, baked into a golden crust and often served with gravy. Now you can take it as is but you just spread a little gravy on that and that will melt in your mouth. Oh my goodness, put me on that gravy train, please. <laughs> Kanish is not normally the way I have Kanish. I normally have it in a ball. This is more in a wrap. 
And so it was a little bit of a different experience slicing it up, but man, it was totally different. Baked on the outside, beautifully seasoned meats mixture of hashed meats together on the inside. There's so many nice spices that are on the inside and the pastry that's on the outside, it's not super soft, it's not super thick and the thing I really respected about it was at the very bottom when you have pastries, they usually get soggy and they don't taste that good. This one held its structure. The bite from start to finish, you want to go back for another one. It was such a cool experience. To round it all off, tell us about the next dish we're going to be having. This is an incredibly rare dish and not found in too many other restaurants, not only not in North America, but around the world. It's called kishka. Some people refer to it as a stuffed derma, but I like to explain it as a beef-based stuffing made with some beef, onions, spices, and an all-natural casing. It's delicious with, with gravy. That's amazing. I feel like Thanksgiving has its days numbered. We got some beef going on right here. Yes, yes. There's love in that kishka. Threw it inside the bread, took that bite, and I'm like, wow. Again, I never thought I would have a sausage like this inside of bread, eating it the way I did. What a strange but amazing experience. And I am definitely coming back for seconds, 100%. <laughs>
and sometimes even up to seven days to make sure that everything has uh, the right texture, the right uh, uh, salt content, the right flavor, uh, and then we steam it if it's corned beef or if it's, or if it's pastrami, we steam and we smoke it. We go through over 7,000 pounds of our famous Katz's pickles every year. I personally go out to the farmer and source them and we make them in-house here based off my great-grandparents recipe, an old-world recipe that's been passed down to me uh, that I feel incredibly honored and privileged uh, to have the know-how to make these pickles and take a lot of pride when people come here and sometimes specifically come here just for a jar of pickles to take home with them. Um, that's an honor and um, I'm just so grateful for those customers and I'm so grateful for people you know, loving our products day in and day out. I know every time I have a sandwich, that bite into that pickle is just a perfect blend of flavor. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so there's a million and one ways to prepare your sandwich. What is the way you like to do it? You know, I'm a very simple guy and I feel that true delis should do it the simple way. Mustard, rye bread, and the, and the beef. Now, my personal favorite is our house-made hot honey mustard. It has just the right amount of spice that complements any sandwich. And I tell any customer, if you're going to do a mustard, go hot honey, baby. You and I are talking the same language. <laughs> but how, what makes Katz unique compared to the other delis? That's a great, that's a great question. And that's a question that I take uh, a lot of pride in answering. Every business, whether restaurant or uh, any industry, uh, whatever you do, you need to have an it factor. At Katz's Deli, our it factor is the fact that we make everything from scratch using old world recipes that were passed down from my great grandparents to me. No, are there any special kind of cultural or seasonal dishes that are served over here? Absolutely. Our famous mama's chicken noodle soup served with a matzo ball is the way to go. In the summer, if you feel like just eating light, just come in for a matzo ball soup. In the winter, if you're feeling down and out and you want a little warmth, you feel a little sick, that's the penicillin that you need. Come and grab some of your chicken soup here, okay? Our matzo balls, they're floaters, they're not sinkers. That is awesome. <laughs> so Katz is a staple in the community and we definitely want to find out how does the community treat you? The community around us has been incredible. Um, we've now been open for 48 years. Uh, we're involved in a variety of donations for charities. We have all types of walks of life that come through here. Our customers range from politicians, the mayor, sorry, but it is John Tory. I just saw him, um, celebrities, actors, sports professionals, construction workers, technicians, doctors. The deli is all the place for everyone to come and meet. It is the central hub for all walks of life. And we wouldn't be where we are today if the community and our customers were not as loyal as they are to us. And we are so grateful for that. And incredibly honored to be open this long on Dufferin Street. And in fact, this is our third location on Dufferin since 1970. All right, hope you enjoyed our trip to Katz's. 
And that's, uh, I think that's, unless you got anything else to say, Rafi, I think that's it's, good it's, going. It's, uh, it's a wrap for us. But yeah. thanks for, for spending time with us today. If you want to find out more about uh, what we did, we actually have a YouTube channel where you can see the delicious food, see how Katz's cuts their meat and makes their, we make great sandwiches there. Uh, you can also check us out on uh, Instagram as well or in Facebook, a lot of other major social media areas. So if you want to connect with us, let us know uh, places that you like or let us know what, how you feel about places we recommend and what we talk about. Feel free to reach out to us on our social media platforms. Otherwise, my name is Laird. I'm Rafi. And we will see you next time.